Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
And hey, guess what? <laughs> it's Wednesday night, and that means it's time for the two dorks. That's me. What? The what? Uh, yes. Uh, so, uh, you've got me, Black Dog, and... My, <laughs> hey, there. Hi, there. Everybody. I was about to say my lovely... You didn't let me introduce you. I, I have to introduce you formally, okay? People might not... Officially, I'm not here yet, folks. Hang on. Officially, you are not here yet, so you have to wait until I officially announce you, okay? So you have got me, you have got me, Black Dog, me, Black Dog, you, uh, <laughs> you, and my lovely and talented co-host, the <laughs> Scotty Hicks. Hey, you know, I wouldn't be a dark if I didn't do that, okay? I know, I know. And don't forget our sponsorship tonight. Our show is sponsored by absolutely no one, so... Well, you know what? If you, if you don't like tonight's show, we will gladly refund the price of admission. Well, actually, Scotty will refund the price of admission because, yeah, you know. Rich, that's right. <laughs> you know. Hey, Brian. How you doing, buddy? Do you remember the cartoons, you know, of Scrooge McDuck? Yeah, that that's kind of like Scotty because Scotty's got one room in his house. He doesn't have jewels and stuff in it because, you know, the jewels and the coins, it's when he jumps off the diving board, it, it hurts when you jump off the diving board and you hit all the That's gold right. coins. That's why I use paper money. Use paper money in the pool, folks. It's a lot softer. Well, you know, see, he, does, he doesn't even fill the pool with water. He just fills it with money. And then he jumps in and... He swims in it, and you know, and it's not just dollar bills. He swims in hundred dollar bills, and what's the biggest denomination they have out there? They have a bigger denomination than a hundred, don't they? They do, but it's in somebody's uh, money collection. That would be yours, actually, which I'm actually bidding on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that they would just be that's just just walking around money for you. The biggest denomination bill ever printed was a ten thousand dollar bill. And how many of those? And you you probably have a stack of those, don't you? No, 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 no! Come on, no, really, seriously, four or five. <laughs> you know, true story. They're on the top of the pool. Okay, true story. I, I can say this because he's dead, and I don't have to worry about him coming after me. Um, oh, that's geez, that's great. <laughs> Does he have any relatives? I, you know, I don't know. Nobody who's going to be listening to me. That's that's for sure. I can guarantee that. So, um, but no, I I had a guy who he used to come to my yeah, car yeah, show. Oh, I've got a guy. <laughs> I've got a guy for you. Um, I got a guy. I got a guy. I know a guy. So <laughs> well, everybody, everybody knows a guy. Everybody's got a guy who can do something for you. So anyway, this one guy, he used to come to my car shows all the time. And um, really soft-spoken guy, always paid cash, never wrote checks, never, never paid by, with credit card. And he dealt in the... Um, entertainment industry 
well, the amusement industry, I should say. He sold, he dealt in jukeboxes, jukeboxes, um, jukeboxes, video gaming machines, um, pinball machines, stuff like that. So, all right, here's your, here's your homework assignment for tonight. Where did the word jute come from <laughs> to describe a jute box? <laughs> okay, fine. It's not jute box. It's jukebox, okay? Are you happy? Okay, fine. Hey, it's the Chicago pronunciation. Well, it it is. It is. But anyway, so um, he had, <laughs> in his basement, he had, are, are you ready for this? I don't know. You're not going to tell me it's John Wayne Gacy, are you? Uh, uh, who, what, huh? No, he no, you know, no, he he wasn't a John Gacy. He didn't have bodies buried. Well, I don't know. He might have had bodies buried in there, but if he did, he did a pretty good job of covering it up with cement. But anyway, well, I I knew him pretty good. So, um, in his basement, he had boxes and boxes of um, token, you know, of chips from all the casinos in Reno and Vegas. And these weren't, you know, dollar chips. These were, you know, the five hundred and the thousand dollar chips. Really? Yeah. And then he had boxes of, <laughs> and I, I couldn't understand this, but he had boxes of gold coins, silver coins, and platinum coins. And he must have been prepping for the day Biden became president. Well, he and he used to let his grandkids play with the platinum coins. And I looked at him one time and I said, can I play with the platinum coins? And he said, you're not my grandkids. I said, you could adopt me and I will be. And these weren't dollar platinum coins. What? Really? These were $100 platinum coins. Do you have any idea what a $100 platinum coin is worth? Uh, gee, I'll take a wild guess in the dark. Uh, $100? What, for platinum? So they're $100 coins. Yeah, a $100 gold coin is worth, you know, buku buku bucks. Double that or triple that for platinum. Oh, my gosh. It's it's a hundred dollar value, but it's platinum. Yeah, but it's a platinum hundred dollar coin. You're paying a hundred dollars for a for a platinum coin. No, you're not. No, you're you're not paying a hundred dollars for a platinum coin. Well, don't call it a hundred dollar platinum coin then. I'll tell you right now. How much is a one hundred dollar Platinum coin. You're trying to talk and spell again, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Um. I can tell. Well, um. I, I, help him out. Spell it out in the chat room for him, will you, please? Okay. Are you Are you ready for how much a one? <laughs> how much a one? Uh, one hundred dollar. Uh, platinum coin is? 
Um, I'm, I'm sticking with my original answer, $100. Uh, let's see. Let's see. I, I will tell you how much one is. Um, oh, my gosh. Here we go. Is this, is this, now, wait a minute. Is this $100 coin purchased back in, like, something like uh, yeah, 1909? No, no. Um, $1,000. Is this something you can buy today? Yeah, for $1,000. Because it's platinum. Well, it doesn't make any difference what it's made out of. Well, would you buy a gold? Because would you? It only has a face value of a hundred dollars. Yeah. Okay. But it's it's, it's it platinum. tell you uh, a $100 gold coin how much distracting me and I, I'm digressing and I digress a lot and you don't want to be around me when I digress okay really you don't want to be near me when I'm digressing it, it's not good be downwind when I digress so anyway um, <laughs> anyway he sold his house and he, he was gonna sell his house and he was gonna move to another house which is why you would sell a house and right at the last minute, I mean, the deal was already all done, and he backed out of the deal, and he had to pay a, he had to pay a whole bunch of money to make the deal go away. What? He had to pay a bunch of money to the prospective buyers for backing out on the deal. Yeah, because I think he had a bunch of money in the walls and in the floor. Really? Yeah. He's dead. What are we waiting for? Well, he he died. You know where he lives? Yeah, he's in the cemetery now. He's dead. Well, I didn't ask for a present address. <laughs> I want to know where the house 
well, uh, his girlfriend got the house. I don't know what she ever did with it. He never said there was a girlfriend involved. Well, I'm real sorry. I, you don't, maybe if you shaved your legs, you might have been his girlfriend. I, I don't know. No, I, no way. No way. No, I would not be his girlfriend. Uh, he was probably worth a lot of money, so you might want you might have wanted to be his girlfriend. Well, I, maybe I'd reconsider. I. <laughs> hey, I'm easy. I can be bought. Hey, you know what? People have people have told me they could buy and sell me, and I've told them, you know what? You could buy me, but you can't sell me. It's try. It's been done before. Nobody wants to. Nobody wants to buy me back. Sorry. Yeah. So. No, no, actually a Ford Pinto is worth more than the resale value on me. Think of a 1980... Yeah, after the uh, gas tank explosion. No, th think of like a 1986 Yugo. That's about my resale value, and that's on a good day. Oh, yeah. Well... That's probably to somebody from Yugoslavia. Yeah. Look, car, remote house, we buy, yes. Yeah, see? See, and you like that. I, if I was from Yugoslavia, why would you want to? That's like a that's like a '57 Chevy. Well, I've, well, no, because you know, if you were, um, no, because people in Yugoslavia, I don't think drive '57 Chevys. Now, if you go to Cuba, they have '57 no, Chevys everywhere. No, Yugos don't last. Even the people in Yugoslavia wouldn't drive a Yugo. Wherever we go, you go. Nah. That's right. You buy, you buy this car, you go, you die. That's all there is to it. Pretty much. Those cars were great. They self-destructed after about 20,000 miles, if you even got that far. You know, what, you know what's hilarious? All right. People who bought a Yugo? Oh, dude. Cruising around on YouTube, you find like some of these uh, videos of uh, idiot drivers. Oh, I've seen those, the world's worst drivers. Yeah, and whenever they crash, it sounds like they're speaking Russian. Oh, I, I, they probably are. They, it's probably all in Russia or the Ukraine. I, they don't know how to drive out there. They don't drive over there. No, no, they, they don't know how to drive over there. And then they come over here and they drive the same exact way. No, I mean, if you go to Chicago, you know, stop and think. Going downtown Chicago it was like you were driving with a whole bunch of other Russians around there because every it was like driving. You took your life in your hands every time you went on the expressway in Chicago. You and I have both driven in Chicago for years. Yes, we have, and that's why I am a major terror around here because I know how to drive the Chicago way. Uh, well, yeah. Houston, yeah. Houston's like Chicago. I, you know, I, no, no, I, no, 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 no. In order to drive in Houston, you need a NASCAR license. You know, I, I spent a month in. I spent a month in Houston one night. It's the Daytona 500. No, no, that that's Dallas. That's Dallas. Oh, it's Houston too. I'm did, did I tell you I went to Houston? I spent a month in Houston one night. Well, it felt like yeah, a month anyway. Yeah, 
it, it was. It was. We got to Houston, and I said, <laughs> I said, we're here. Can we go? I said, I said, I've seen the tall buildings over there. We could turn around and go back home. Houston is the most screwed up. You know, Joel Osteen uh-huh. is in Houston. Yeah. Joel Osteen is in Houston. Okay. When I, was, when I was in Houston, I was there for three weeks. I actually went to that church. I know. You told me about that. And it's a big oh church. gosh. But, you know. It, it, was, it was something else. I mean, you know, I break the man. He brings a great message. Okay. But you know that when they pass around what we would call the offering plate, okay, they pass around the offering bucket. Well, yeah. But and it's old. And I ain't talking dollar bills. And so you just pre- so when you were sitting in there, you just pretended like you put something in the offering book in the offering bucket. What are you kidding me? I had tape on my fingers. <laughs> well, you know, Houston is a most screwed up city because the main highway is a big circle and it's like a wagon wheel going into the city. It's got all these yeah, feeder roads. Yeah, and it's it's the worst city in the world. It really is. I mean, it it's worse than New Jersey if that's possible. It it really is. Oh, I mean, I know. I know. Hey Brian, have you ever been to Houston? Let me know if you've been to Houston. I was out on the on the on the jet line. I've been to Dallas. Yeah. Oh, it's wicked. Did I mention? Did I mention who we have tonight? Um, no, I I track you. By the way, yeah, you you oh, made I, me. I, I, you made me digress. I did. You did. You made I digress. Oh, and I'm I'm feeling better after digressing though, trust me. So, you know, a little Pepto Bismol made my digression. Well, see, so that's a good thing. So you can't be around my digression. But at eight thirty, which my apologies. I'm so sorry. I may still digress. Well, at eight thirty we have Holly Ann. She's in Texas, you know, and she will be on until, uh, no, I think she's up. I, I don't know where she, and well, I, I bash the entire state, but that's okay. You know, look, I've bashed countries. I've bashed states. I've bashed cities. I've bashed people. So, you know, I'm an equal opportunity basher. Um, okay, Have you ever been to New Jersey, Brian? That's the question. Have you ever been to New Jersey? Um, so anyway. And if so, why? Well, that, that's the question of the day. And then at 9 o'clock, we have Michael Wayne Dill. And then at 9.30, we have the Baker Boys. So you get a trifecta tonight. Three artists for the price of one and... Scotty will refund your ticket price. So it costs you absolutely nothing for tonight. Absolutely nothing. It, it, of course, you get what you pay for. So. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah. Plus, you're, you're getting absolutely nothing, but what can I say? Hey, that, that's okay. That's okay, because you know what? Um, we have to have fun. Because if we don't have fun, what's the sense of living, right? Jersey. Good answer, Brian. 
Yeah. Uh, see that? That's good. You know, New, 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 New Jersey. See that? That's a tough word to say. New Jersey. New Jersey is. Million acres in New Jersey. He does. He owns like a quarter of the state, and yeah. um, which is not hard to do. Because no, he only got thirteen acres. <laughs> well, it's the armpit of America, and you see. So now, I, I, now I've just pissed off. Now I've just pissed off. Besides pissing off all the people in Texas, I've just pissed off all the people in New Jersey, and. We we are we are let let's see if there's what is there forty eight more states that we can go through that we could try to piss off. You live in Colorado and there's only ten people who live in Colorado, so I mean that's right. So it's not even worth it, It's really not. It, it's really yeah. not. It's the only state that you, you know. Colorado. You can, most people do. Most people do. I mean, you know, um, I I was in I was in. Well, it, you know, Colorado is where you go when you run out of gas. You end up in Colorado and you try to find a gas station, and that's hard to do. And there's only ten people who live in the state. Gas stations are you not. What? Here's the here's the trick. Okay, you've got to be at the top of the mountain when you run out of gas. So if you do run out of gas, you just push your hill, you push your car over the peak, and go down the hill all the way to Durango. There you go. There that that works out perfect. It's yeah, say there's, it's there's a <laughs> and if you plan it right and if you downshift correctly, uh, you can hit that gas station. You downshift, you're out of gas. What's <laughs> matter? <laughs> See that? I think that works great. And you know the people in Colorado like that because it gets you out of Colorado quicker. So kind of like, well, I... So by the time you get up and go to the swing, your brakes are gone. Okay. You have to fix that. You said you open up the door and you drag your feet. Well, yeah, because your brakes are gone. Oh, okay. I thought you just dragged your feet because you want to be called stubby. See, uh, Brian says... He's in Erie County, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay, Pennsylvania. <laughs> do, do we want to make fun of Pennsylvania? No, no, don't. Don't. That's not our only list. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm sorry, but any state that is Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, you know, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, and, you know, I, I've been to Erie, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Well, I've been, I, I, would, I would love, actually, I would absolutely love to go to uh, PA, to Pennsylvania. Okay. And uh, kind of tour some of the old steel mills around there. Why? I, they're fascinating. I think they're, they're just, they're very fascinating to me. You know, they they're all very, closed. Um, they're, they're all closed. I know, but that's why you would go and tour them. Oh yeah, but why don't why don't you just go to Detroit and you could tour the old car factories in Detroit too. Go at night. Go go at night. I want I want steel mills. Those are cool. 
Yeah, because because those are much safer. So go at night. Why go in the daytime? Take take your flashlight, park at the end of the block, and while you're walking around the deserted abandoned factories or steel mills in your case, you can scream, I'm here, I'm from Colorado, and I'm just looking around. And in case there are any souvenir stands, I've got a wallet full of money. See how long, and we we can take bets to see how long you last. See how long I last? <laughs> yeah, we, we can we can bet on it. Um, I would bet less than a minute. <laughs> you'd open up your car door, and you'd be there'd be ten people on you. So yeah, um, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna play a song mercifully. You're a model? You're not a model. Yeah. A model railroad. Oh, I thought you meant a model. I'm sorry. No, I, I, I <laughs> gave modeling up. Oh, okay. Years ago, I had to. I couldn't fit my tights anymore. Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, I model a lot of heavy industry on my train layout, and uh, that's why I find steel mills very fascinating, because uh, they they were... Um, they basically had their own railroad. Oh, okay. To move like the, the hot metal cars. You know, I, I'm calling. I'm I'm calling Holly while you. I'm calling Holly while you're talking about about modeling. Hi, Holly. Guess what? You've got me, Black Dog, and you've got Scotty. Scotty's telling us about his model railroading, or about his modeling, I should say. So, Scotty, you you can continue talking about your modeling. He shaves his legs for modeling. So how <laughs> how are you, Holly? Are you, are you still rearranging the phone there? No, I no no I I I hear clicking on her end. Can you hear me, Holly? Yeah, I can hear you now. Oh, okay, good. See, she she could hear me now. She was just pretending like she couldn't because she was wondering why in the world am I calling her. So, <laughs> no, I know why you're calling me. She knows. I was calling you to ask her about to ask you about your extended. I was I was calling to ask you about your extended car warranty. My my extended car warranty. Yeah, because what, you know. What are you talking about? Well, no, I mean, you know, don't don't you get like twenty calls a day about your extended car warranty? Oh yeah, that's why I'm asking you yeah. what which car. I, then they end up on you. See if I see if I asked Scotty which car it was, I it would take him an hour to go through all the cars that he's got. So when they ask me about that, I say, Will you I say, Will you give me an extended warranty on my nineteen twenty eight Huntmobile? And normally they hang up on me. I don't. I don't know why. <laughs> That's funny. So. Well, I just. I just keep asking them. You know, I, do you have availability for my asshole? <laughs> for your what? For my asshole. See, there you go. So, Brian says hi, Holly. Hello, guys. How are y'all? We're. Uh, you know what? We are doing very well. And how are you tonight? Oh, I'm good. Getting ready for all this good stuff coming up next year. Well, we're we're going to talk about that, but you have some big news tonight. You have an audition on the for the Voice tonight. 
Yes, I do. Right at 8 o'clock. Right at 8 o'clock. So we'll let you go before that. Actually, it's after 8 o'clock here. No, wait, wait. You're on Central Time. Do you know that Scotty is on Mountain Time? Oh, okay. So what? I get confused about all this. So do I. Uh, this time zone stuff because my management company is in Canada. So I have to sit down and ask Google what time it is in Canada. Well, here, here's the way it works. I'm, I'm, I'm in Georgia, which is normal time. Um, you're in central time, which is an hour behind us. Scotty is two hours behind me. And the people in California are three hours behind me. So when I've had, when I'm having dinner, they just got done with lunch. My gosh, I'm have to, I don't know what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to have to write all that down. Well, just just remember, Scotty lives in Mountain Time. There's ten people who live in Mountain Time, and he's one of the ten. And you know, Colorado, they the whole thing about Colorado is Colorado is like the redheaded stepchildren of states because nobody wanted Colorado, and when they were coming up with the time zones, and they asked the people in Central Time, "Well, how about Colorado?" and they said, "No, how about not." And so then they asked the people in California, would you like Colorado? And they said, no, we really don't. And so they made their own time zone just for the people in Colorado. Well, aren't they special? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So what's, what's been going on, Holly? Oh, big things, big things. We're going to be doing five days in Atlantic City in April. You are. You know, we were just talking about New Jersey, weren't we, Scotty? <laughs> we we were. We were and Brian's in Pennsylvania. He's in Erie, Pennsylvania, so he's not that far from you. No, but it's gonna be a long drive for me. That's twenty four hours straight through. You know, you can stop by me on your way out there. Uh no, because I'm going straight up. I'm not going sideways. Oh, so you're going you're going straight up and then going across after you go. I'm going. I'm leaving Texas, going towards Arkansas to Tennessee, and then through Kentucky. Oh, okay, okay. So you're not coming around. So you're not taking seventy five. You're taking sixty five or sixty four or whatever it is. I think it's uh, sixty five to six ninety five. I believe. So you're going. You'll be in. You'll be in Atlantic City for a week. Yeah, April 20th through the 25th. Yeah, so you're performing there, I take it. Either that or you just want to go and gamble. Oh, no, we're, we're doing a tour at uh, Atlantic City, okay. a week tour there. So you're, you've got Atlantic City, and then where do you go after that? We don't leave Atlantic City. We do five shows, uh, once, one every night for five nights. Wow. So... Where we are in, in Atlantic City? I didn't hear him. What did you say? Oh, hang on a sec. What are you performing at in, uh, in Atlantic City, Holly? Um, I don't know the venues just yet. Uh, we haven't got our itinerary. Of course, we won't get that until, you know, about February or March. But um, I do know it's going to be at the casinos. Um there's one venue that holds uh, 25,000, so I know wow. that we're playing that one. Oh, awesome. And I believe that one is on Beachfront. I think that one's at Ocean City. Or something for you? 
How many people? Who all's going? Who all's going to be on the tour? Uh, it's going to be me and six other artists and okay. all of our bands. Okay, we're taking three tour buses. Wow! So. Wow! See now, if so, when you're on your tour bus, are you going to sit there and sing the whole time? Oh, the wheel on the bus goes round and round, or would they would just be me? No, um, no, sir. I'm gonna. If it's brown, I'm gonna be drinking it down. Okay. Okay, um, <laughs> so you've got your five-day tour in Atlantic City, and then what else do you have going on after Atlantic City? Well, uh, I'm hoping that I have the voice. Okay. So now, how it's does so hard to get on those shows because you know it's it's reality, you yeah. know, it's reality shows, and there's like fifty on every day. So I mean, it's just hard to get on those shows. Um, you know, the exposure alone is, is the greatest thing. And so how does it work to get on to the voice? You've got your, I'm taking the audition as a virtual audition that you do over the phone or over the internet. Yes, we do the virtual online. And then if you're called back, then you do another virtual online with the NBC producers. Okay. And then if you pass that one, then they send you to Hollywood, California, and you do your uh, blind auditions. See, you, Which you, are the ones you see on TV? Well, you want to be blind when you go to California because if you're blind, then you don't have to worry about seeing all the needles and all the poop on the street while you're walking around. So yeah, it's, it's well, better okay. to be blind. So yeah, I'm going to be in the back of the bus, so I won't see anything until we get there anyway. See, there you go. Um, no, that that's great. So what... Um, all of a sudden, my brain just went blank. Um, the, the, I, I am. I'm digressing again. Um, oh my gosh! So now, what season will this be for that you're auditioning for? Um, I believe it's seventeen. I believe. Okay. So now they <clears throat> once you once you do this one, then how long does it generally take before you'll find out whether you pass this audition and you go on to the second round? Uh, within 24 hours. Okay. Oh, wow, it's a pretty quick response. Yeah, the virtual is pretty cool, you know. Uh, they let you know within 24 hours. Uh, the producer audition, I think that, I believe that takes like 72 hours. Um, and then you'll know. And after that, you'll have, if you're picked, you'll have to fly in January to Hollywood, California, and take uh, the blind auditions. Okay, now if you go out there... You've got, you've got like 24 hours to sit there and contemplate, did I do everything right? Does the song come off like I thought it would? What kind of goes through your mind during these 24 hours that you're sitting there waiting for the call? Exactly what you just said. Did I do everything right? Was it loud enough? Did they hear everything? Was it clear? Did the music come on the phone right? Did the camera tape it right? You know, everything. Drink heavily during that 24 hours. Everything's got to come into question when you're sitting there wondering, you know, okay, I know what I did on my end. What did they see on their end? Right, exactly. You know, well, it's the same thing that you experienced, and you give them your best presentation, and it's, it's kind of like you got 
and then you got to think about, okay, was it good enough? Uh, what are they looking for? Um, are they looking that, for that type of music? Are they looking for that type of person? I mean, everything runs through your mind. True. But this is the way I look at it. You know, if, if they, whether they do or they don't, I'm still going to play music and I'm still going to be on tour. So, it, you know, there's nothing bad about it. So now how long no, is... I mean, it's, all, it's all good. All right. I, you're in a place where you want to be, which is great. You know, it's just a chance to take it to that next level. Exactly. Yes. I want to be, I want to be in Schenectady. That, that's where I'd like to be right now. I, I don't know why, but it just I, it, it sounds like a fun name. I, I would have no clue how to spell it. If I moved there, I would I would not know how to spell where I live. People would say, where do you live? And I would tell them, and they would say, how do you spell it? And I would say, I have no idea. So I'm um, still looking on the tag on your shirt, how do you spell Wednesday? <laughs> <laughs> I, I am. I am. Well, you know, luckily my mom printed my name on my underwear. <laughs> And so I go by, you know, I, I never knew my name was Calvin, so or Haynes, one of the two. But well, this is true. This, this is true. Um, so when you do your, <laughs> and Ali's probably wondering, I gave up time for this. Um, when you do your audition tonight. How long is the audition? I mean, how many seconds of the song do you get to do? You get one verse and a chorus, so that equals up to uh, one minute and 30 seconds. Okay, now is You have 10 seconds when you go into the virtual audition room. It'll tell you you got 10 seconds to, all, um, all, you know, kind of like um, introduce yourself, I guess, and tell them what song that you're going to do, and then your time starts at that point. And so... Is this live or is this something that you've pre-taped? And so when your time comes, you just send them the tape or are you going to be singing live? No, it's live. Uh, they are, you have to get on your artist account through the voice. Okay. And there's a little blue button that comes up that says artist audition room. And when it's your time, you push the blue button and the camera comes on and they record it. Okay. So when they record it, you know, then you've got the mind boggling 24 hours for them to get back to you and tell you what they thought. So when you do it, I mean, because the cameras, so they're seeing, so they're seeing everything that you're doing live. It's, exactly. And so now is it you and your guitar or are you singing with a backing track? Yeah, you have to sing with a backing track or a uh, acoustic guitar. You can't have anything else. It's got to be hard, though, because when you do a song, because it's got to be a verse and then a chorus. So do you have the song all planned out that you're going to do tonight? Oh, yeah. And then I've got it all set up to okay. where it posts a stop at a minute and 30 seconds. And okay. yeah, we've got it all down. You know, I, I guess the worst thing, my biggest fear would be that I would just start singing and then I would... I would have to cough or, you know, right at that exact moment is when I would really have to go to the bathroom. That, that would be my luck. Don't give me any subliminal messages. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm oh saying God. that that's you, my luck. That, oh that's yeah, what, can you believe this? I mean, like, only Phil would come up with this type of scenario. <laughs> well, you know, and then he puts it in my head, so 
you know, when it's eight o'clock and I'm time to go in, it's like, oh man, I gotta go pee. You know? Look at it this way: it's only a minute, so you you can hold it for a minute. Remember I hope that. so. You can, Thank you, Phil. I appreciate it. I, I, I'm going to set my clock. I'm going to set my clock for 8 o'clock, your time. And as soon as my timer goes off, I will say a prayer for you. So, Thank well, you. Well, 8 o'clock, your time, Scotty, is... Perfect. No, because 8 o'clock, your time, Scotty, is going to be 9 o'clock, her time, which means that you, she's already... No, no, no. I, I said I'm going to set it for central time. Oh, okay. Okay, because I was going to say, if you set it for your time... You'd be praying for her an hour after, an hour after, or an hour before. I I I don't know. You may want to pray for Phil too while you're at it. <laughs> I I need prayers. Yeah, absolutely. So a little prayer for you during your performance. What song? What song are you doing? Uh, you can only really do covers, so I'm going to do Tanya Tucker's "Can I See You Tonight." Okay, good choice. Good choice. You can't go wrong with Tanya Tucker. So, no, but we'll see. We'll see what they say. But like I said, either way, you know, I'm going to still be out on tour. So, so you've it's got well, now you've got the tour going out to Atlantic City. And do you have anything booked up after Atlantic City? Um, well, we're going to wait on the voice, and if okay. they don't do it, then we're going to start booking. <laughs> All right. Now, do you have anything booked before Atlantic City? Anything coming up over the holidays? Uh, nothing through the holidays because we're still under COVID restrictions at the clubs. Okay. But um, we're actually, come January, our governor said that uh, there's going to be no more COVID restrictions after the holidays, and everything's going to be 100% open, so... Well, I thought That's you're in. News. Well, I thought you're in Texas, right? Yeah, we're open, but the clubs oh, okay. still have restrictions on okay. them. So now, are you still doing a tour out to the West Coast? Are you still planning going out to California and up and down the coast? Uh, yeah, that's going to be sometime next fall. Okay. So, what part of Texas are you in, Holly? I live 25 miles east of Dallas, Texas. See, she lives in the good part of Texas. She doesn't live okay, down by Houston. Dallas, so we're okay. Yeah, we, we were talking about Houston earlier in the show, and we 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 don't like Houston. And no, I don't like Houston because it takes you two hours to get anywhere. See, we, we were talking about that because it's one giant circle around. It's kind of like Amarillo. If you ever been to Amarillo, I, I don't know why anybody would want to go to Amarillo. I've been there. And I could say I, uh, he w he was passing through, and it's hard to pass through Amarillo. It really is because you get on the highway and it's just one giant circle, and you don't know how to get off. It's it's you know, it's well, one. I, I was in Houston. I was in Houston for three weeks. You didn't plan. He didn't plan on it, but. You know, he wasn't planning on being there for three weeks, but he got on the highway and he was stuck there. It's kind of like, you know, you remember the movie um, National Lampoon European Vacation where they're on the roundabout and yes. he can't get, he can't get over. Yeah, and if you if you don't watch what you're doing, you're going to end up on six ten and you're going to stay on six ten and go round and around and around. See, but that, well, that's what happened to Scotty. Have I been here before? Deja vu. Deja vu. Well, when it's, 
when you're passing like the airport for the eighth time, you have to think, <laughs> you know, hey, I got to get off this road. Either that or you just think, wow, this is a really big city. They've got eight airports. Right. And they're all they're all named the same. How do people know which one to go to? It's crazy. That I just don't like Houston. I don't like. I mean, I'll go there and play, but my gosh, you know, it's just it's it's just bad. So, what else? Do you have anything new coming up? Any new music? Any new projects? Yeah, we got we got the new album coming out, but it won't come out until summer. Okay, um, which is Top All Checks. Okay. And um, we got that coming out in the summer. Um, I got all new band members, so that's good. Um, and we're just ready to go. We're just ready to play. Well, excellent. Excellent. Well, listen, we are going to say a prayer for you tonight. In all seriousness, you have the, you have, you're going to rock this tonight. You really are. I hope so. And thank you guys for having me. And Scotty, thank you. And make sure you pray for Phil because he's going to need it. <laughs> I really am. I need I tell people to pray for me all the time, and it, it's not working yet, but that's okay. But I am. We are very excited for you. Are you going to let me know? Are you going to? Are you going to call me or text me? At, yeah, I'll tomorrow? text you. I'll text you on Messenger and let okay. you know when I find out. Okay. So when you do get the call back for the second round, then how long? So you do this round tonight. And then it's 24 right. hours before you 24 find hours. out. And if I get to go to the next round, which is the producer round, uh, then I have to wait 72 hours, which is three long days. Okay. And then they'll let me know within 20, I mean, uh, 72 hours. And then once I know that, then I will be picked to go to the blind auditions, which means I have to get on an airplane in January okay. and go out to Hollywood. Oh, okay. So it's it's tonight, and if you get picked after tonight, then you go out to the blind auditions, or there's one more virtual that you have to do. Yeah, it's tonight, and then the producers audition whenever okay. they set that up, and then we'll go to the blinds. Okay. So now, when you fly, after you after you triumphantly get through this round and make it to the next round, uh, will you do the same song, or do you have a second song ready to go? Oh no, I got it. I've got all kinds of songs ready to go. Um, no, um, I'll do Tanya Tucker this time, and then I'll probably do some older, you know, Loretta Lynn the next time. Well, Scotty was going to audition for The Voice or American Idol or something, and <coughs> he's saying, "How much is that doggy in the? <laughs> how much is that doggy in the window?" And for some okay. reason, they didn't and take. Him. Nobody knew Cat Callaway. <laughs> <laughs> So people, are, are you serious that they didn't know who Loretta Lynn was? Yes. You, I mean, you can ask anybody in my household. We were playing Ozark Amphitheater in Missouri, and we had guys that are executive music executives come out 
and they asked, well, who's Loretta Lynn? And I'm like, are you serious? Well, these are the people that, that's why we don't play pop country, because these are the people who have no clue. people like 13 years old? No, but these are people who grew up in California or New York. I had to pull it up on Google to show him who she was. I'm sure if you mentioned Hank Sr. to them, they would look at you and say, who's that? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. But now, if you mentioned Snoop Dogg, they they would all know who that is, or you know, Run oh, DMZ. Yeah. yeah, oh, I'm sure. They they and would look, all. Guys, know I that. got to go. It was nice to talk to y'all, Scotty. Thank you very much. And hey, guys, on the chat room, nice to hear from you, and hope to see y'all soon. Well, do me a favor, keep oh, me yeah. posted. Luck, yeah, keep me posted on what Thank happens. You. you got this. You're gonna rock it. We've been talking with Holly Ann. We're gonna play the. We're gonna play her song from her newest album that's going to be coming out, Papa Shack. And Holly, uh, please keep me posted. Okay, I sure will. Thanks, guys. Okay. Down a dirt road, cross them tracks. Little place called Papa Shack. Southern boys, guitar sounds, ready to party when the sun goes down. Amps up loud, smoking them reds, drinking that beer and pop all shit. Southern tunes in the air tonight, getting loose, feeling right Smoking all those country sounds Don't want this night to end Fill that cup and head out back Party going on at Popball Shack Country roll records, kick-ass sound Rick on the mic, throwing it down Party going on, it's a hell of a night Keep the beer flowing, shoot out the lights, raise hell, turn it up, play it loud. Guitar smoking, all those country sounds. Don't want this night to end. Fill that cup and head out back. Party going on at Pop Ball Shack. Casey jumping out the Jeep, telling all about Walnut Creek. Hit after hit, they'll sing them all. Keep the party going all night long. Raise hell, turn it up, play it loud. Guitar smoking, all those country sounds. Don't want this night to end. Feel that cup and head out back. Party going on at Pop Ball Shack. Gas up the truck and jump them tracks. Party going on with beer in the back. Southern boys and guitar sounds. Always one throwing it down. Race hell, turn it up, play it loud. Guitar smoking, all those country sounds. Head out back, 
party going on at Papa's Shack. Take her fishing Like I did with you Is she a pain? Does she complain About her nails and makeup too? Do you ever Take her camping In the middle of nowhere When you're all alone Far from home How does she curl her hair? Do you ever Take her hunting To the cabin on the hill? Does she try to make a pet from everything you try to kill? I'm the kind of girl who can rock your world like only country girls can. Throw on my boots, I can shoot as straight as any man. When you get tired of your make-believe, give me a text or a call. Tell you, friend, you ain't no Ken and I ain't no Barbie doll. I hear she's trying to change you to who she thinks you are. Wants to trade our old pickup truck For some fancy foreign car So if you get to thinking Your new is getting old Pack up your gear Get over here Meet me at the fishing hole I'm the kind of girl Who can rock your world Like only country girls can Throw on my boots I can shoot as straight as any man When you get tired of your make-believe Give me a text or a call I tell you, friend, you ain't no Ken And I ain't no Barbie doll Fast cars, faster women Were always on your mind Open your eyes, realize I was here girl who can rock your world like only country girls can. Throw on my boots, I can shoot as straight as any man. When you get tired of your make-believe, give me a text or a call. I tell you, friend, you ain't no Ken and I ain't no Barbie doll. I tell you, friend, you ain't no Ken and I All righty, well, that was Deline. No, no, I, I, it, this was Deline Camo, Ain't No Barbie Doll.
And so, yeah. See? Well, look at his chat line. That's how I know what Brian says. Oh. But, uh, usually you got the second song up there. Well, because I was trying to do something. I know you were busy dialing. I, I understand. C-O-M-A. C-O-M-A. I can tell you, you need a producer. I do. Are you offering? What? You can, um, you can do that. You know, they, they've got these things called the internet now. <laughs> I, well, I don't you know, know if I you're know. familiar with that. You know, you're the one with all the phone numbers. I, I, <laughs> I might have all the phone well, numbers. Well, now the song pops up after it's done. And that was... Yeah. Ain't no Barbie doll. Yes. Ain't, ain't no. no Barbie doll. So, okay. um, <laughs> you know, I, I can't type and talk at the same time. So, you know, that that's I my big... I, I'm surprised I can chew gum and walk at the same time. I have a problem doing that because I have to remember step, chew, step, chew. Yeah. See? So. If they do, I'll run into it. So, do you know what I did today where we're waiting to find out whether Michael's actually coming on or not? In which case, yeah, we'll just. <laughs> well, you know. uh, we're supposed to be talking to Michael Wayne Gill. Hey, you know. Bill has feverishly dialed the phone for the past two songs. Yes, and he. I, and it went right to Michael's secretary voicemail. Yes. Well, you know, th this happens a lot. This isn't so the, the first time. Well, you know, this this isn't the first time that... If she wasn't recording, we'd probably talk to her. We probably would. We probably would. Okay. And so, do you know what I did today? I'm almost afraid to ask, but yeah, go ahead. What did you do today? Um, you got to think about it? I cut, I, I'm reading something. I can't read and talk. <laughs> I can't read. I can't read and talk at the same time. Okay. You wrote down what you did today. <laughs> I, 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 well, I'm proud of you. <laughs> oh my gosh! I don't know what? I'm so proud of you. I'm gonna take my hat and turn it around backwards. There. No, you know what I did today? I I cut the grass today. Yo, bro, I got the book. Okay. No, I I cut the grass today. With the new battery-powered lawnmower, right? Yes, yes. And all the people come. It that thing is super quiet. I mean, you you, it is so quiet, and the thing works great. It really does. And I got almost a half an acre done on one charge. But his is you know, not battery. I love. I but his isn't battery, is it? I don't know. I don't go outside and watch it. Well, it, well, it makes a lot of noise, doesn't it? When it's going, you know, when he's out there cutting. Not when you 
Well, this is true too. And when he's cutting, you know, you've got a hundred acres of land. So, and he's he's got a hundred acres of land, and he's got this guy Pablo who's out there pushing, who's out there cutting the grass with an old what is it? That that's an old Sears and Roebuck uh, lawnmower, oh, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, the push mower. So you just figure as long as he's walking, you might as well just put, you know, I've got one of those, I've got one of those old push mowers, you know, the ones with the bars that go across that only turns when you push it. Oh, yeah. Um, I've got one. I, I bought it because we've got one section of our yard that it's not big enough to get a lawnmower on, you know, a regular lawnmower. So. Well, it, here's the way it works. I've I've got an acre of land, okay? Is, is that the path to the outhouse or what? It it is. It is. No, it's how did, I, how did I know that? I've got an acre of land. A half an acre is fenced in, okay? And the people who own the house before us, they divided the half acre that's fenced in. They divided that in half because they they bred dogs and so they had one I side for the that. Yeah, not all of us can afford to build a brand new house, okay? If I had your oh money, I would. Gosh. But. Oh, my gosh. I, I, didn't, I didn't realize you were... I was that poor? Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting into the rich So anyway, do you want to do you want to hear about my yard? Oh, about pushing the lawnmower to the outhouse. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, half half of the yard is fenced in. So I've got a half acre that's fenced in. People that own the On house, the other be, side. it's just open. It's just open. Is that yours? Yeah, it's mine. So you've got more than a half acre. I've got an acre, but only half of it you is fenced in. Yeah, I, you're the one with a hundred acres, okay? I'm I'm not. I don't have a hundred acres of land. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. So anyway, do, yeah. do you want to hear about? Do you want to hear about my land? I I'm still hung up on the hundred dollar platinum point for over thousand dollars. Okay, go ahead. Your land. Okay, my land, my my land, my land on my land. So anyway. Half of the they divided the yard in half because they bred dogs. So they had one side for the male dog, one side for the female dog. So anyway, the way it's set up in my yard, there's one section in the yard that you can't get a lawnmower into. So when the landscapers would come to cut the grass, they would just use a weed whacker to cut it. And I didn't like Is that. It like really narrow? It well, it, it's not real big. So, um, it's about as wide as the, it's about as wide as the deck. Okay. So I bought, I went to Ace Hardware and I bought one of those push mowers because I figured that'd be perfect for that. Um, and I figured, you know what, besides doing that, I could also 
this would be perfect for me too because it would give me exercise pushing the lawnmower. Okay. Well, do you know <laughs> the biggest problem with those old lawnmowers is first of all, there's no height adjustment on that. Okay, so I mean, it cuts the grass down to, I mean, it cuts the grass right down to the dirt. And if the grass is over like a quarter of an inch thick, um, it's like pushing, well, it, it doesn't push real well. Well, you're, you're basically building yourself a putting green. Pretty much, pretty much. No, I, actually not even a putting green, just I'm building myself a green. I mean, it is, you could walk on it and you could throw a, you could throw a penny down and you could see it because the grass is cut that far short. So anyway. Uh, What's a penny? Uh, well, for somebody wealthy like you, you would never know what a penny is because you don't have oh, a penny. I, it's not, it's, you know, you might as well fill your pocket with rocks. I, well, yeah. you know, you are, um, what, what can I say? What can, if it's what, not paper, I give it back. Well, I know. And if it's not a $100 bill, you give it back. Because you look and you say, well, you know what? Um, I, don't like, I don't like my pants looking bulgy. What can I say? Okay. Okay. If if you say so. It's time for another, it's time for another celery stick. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, how much freaking celery sticks are you eating? Well, see, here, here's the whole thing. Can I, can I, celery sticks or something, they, they don't go bad, okay? So you could actually take them out of the refrigerator and you can eat them on your drive up to Illinois. It's not like, you know, it's, it's not going to go bad. They, they don't spoil. It's not like taking a gallon of milk and bringing it with you. I'll tell you what, I'll put what I have left. Back on the counter, and when we get back from Illinois, yeah. I'll box it up and I'll mail it to you. And I want a video of you eating <coughs> that celery. I didn't say box. for you to keep the celery for three weeks. All I uh, said was, you know, look. All I said, I didn't say to keep the celery for three weeks. All I said was to, so I, well, after three weeks, it'll probably wilt a little bit, I'm sure, and it'll probably turn brown. But, you know, if it's a day or two out of the refrigerator, it's not going to kill you. You can eat it tomorrow. See? It's going gonna, it's gonna to look like a 99-year-old man. <laughs> <laughs> so, in other words, so in other words, it's going to look like you. I'm 99. I'm only a month older than you. <laughs> you wait, no, you're older you're than me. Rocks. You're older than me. Hey, you're the one who can't. You're, you're the one who can't raise Michael Wayne. Come on. Hey, okay, I'll I'll try calling him one more time just for the hell of it. Okay, I'll probably I'm sure I'm going to get his voicemail. But we're going to try him one more time. He's in Virginia, you know. Call has been forwarded to an on. Yep. Uh, it went right to voicemail. What, you got about speed dial? Yeah, I got. Yeah, I'm sorry, but you know, I, I don't know how your phone is. My phone, when you dial a number, it goes into the recent calls. Yeah, 
but then, but then again, I I don't have Joe's phone service, you know. Okay, I was I was thinking that you were gonna, you know, just in case, just in case, you hit like one number wrong. No. All right, and and we're actually trying to call somebody who has absolutely no idea what inch country music is or us, which would be about ninety nine percent of the population anyway. I mean, really? Well, here, look. I've now I've got his phone number on speed dial. Okay. Okay. All right. Here all we right. Go. So anyway. Speed uh, dial, Michael. But you are, you know, just remember, you are older than me. By mere moments. Not mere moments. You turned, you turned sixty-four in like June. July. July. Beginning of July. And I turned 64 the end of August. So you're like two months older than me, okay? Details, come on. That's a lot of details. Look, when you're, you're going to be 100 before I am. Well, because it makes a big difference because, look, when you turn 100, I'll still be 99. <laughs> we could be on each other's grapes. You know what? That that would be perfectly fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so, what well, did sure, you? You want to clown at your funeral? I I do, and you know I'm I'm still wondering. So far, I haven't found anybody who's told me that it's a good idea to send out a save the date card for my for my funeral. Everybody so I, far tells me that it's I, in I bad taste. One. I really do. I really want one. What a! Uh, I, mean, I want a save the date card for my future funeral. Uh, me too. I. You know what? I look. I look at it this way. If I, I send out mine, I want one for yours. Well. I'll I'll send you one, but you know somebody asked me. They said, "Well, what happens if you're not dead?" And I said, "Then I've got a great funeral to go to, don't I?" Yeah. <laughs> nobody has to know that there's nobody inside the casket. I could be sitting out there in the back row enjoying my own funeral. And when people say, "What'd you do?" I could say, "I went to my funeral." What do you think? I think it's, I think it would be funny. <clears throat> and I want to put a crank on the casket, and I want music playing. Yeah, you got to be in the casket to pop up out of it. Well, this is true. I think it'd be more fun if I wasn't dead and I did that, don't you think? <laughs> well, <laughs> don't look at don't look at me to clean up all the pee when You know, I, I did put down in, in my will. And oh, I. Look at that. You got that lady good. Oh, <laughs> I, I, told, I told Lois, you know, we filled out our wills. And I put instructions for my funeral. And so, because, you know, I told Marshall, I said, when I die, <laughs> I said, if I die, and he said, if you die, I said, yeah. I said, if I die. And he said, I, I think you're probably going to die. And I said, no, haven't you seen those commercials for life insurance companies where they say they even pay you if you don't die? Um, 
I, I've always wondered about that. Did you ever see that commercial? It's for life insurance, and it says they pay you even if you don't die. And I'm that's thinking right. that that's yeah. a great life insurance policy. Number, and if you live past that number, and your policy is mature, you can actually get your money back. But that do you get every time? And so, if you take out a ten million dollar life insurance policy, do you get all ten million dollars, or do you just get what you, you paid into if it? You live past the number that they have on your on your policy. Do you get all the money? I don't know what you're going to do at 140 years old, though. Well, no, I you know see here here's the whole thing. I mean, it's got to be. You got to figure it. I've never called them up to ask them how old you have to be before you don't die. Um, <laughs> what their magic, not what their magic number is in case you don't die. Because uh, last I checked, I think everybody dies. But I want that insurance policy. So this way I will never die. Well, I'm, I'm put my money on the under. You, why? Put it on the over. Put it on the over. Why put it on the over? You're not going to make it to 140. You don't know that. Oh, I've never I, been one to back down on a bet, okay? If you want to bet I me that I'll live to I 140. dollar platinum point that I will be willing to bet on that. Okay, then it, it's a bet. But you have to be around for 140 years, too, in order to pay me when I win. I will gladly be there hate you when you win. <laughs> so you and I, we're both going to be 140 years old, and we'll both be doing this on a Wednesday night. We we won't have oh. any teeth. We won't know what planet we're on. We Hey, well, you know what? We're, <laughs> we won't know where we're at. We won't know anything, but hey, we'll be you here. You I think Brian is younger than us, so he'll outlast. He'll outlast us. Okay. Hey, good news, Brian. You have, you're only going to make it to 135. <laughs> Boy, there's something to look forward to, huh? Well, you know, well, your wife is the same. Your wife is the same age as you, isn't she? No, she's younger than I am. She's a year and three days. Oh, Lois is older than me. Lois is. I love I, I know she did. I, I know. Yeah. I, she is. What is it? Two. She was. She was born in fifty five, eighteen fifty five. I always make sure I tell everybody yeah. that. You know, she had her. Um, she had her last um, physical therapy today. You know, they they come oh, over. They, to, they come over to the house and they do it. And so they said, you know, that they were releasing her today. And I, we got on the topic of talking about something that scares people. And I said, well, you know, Lois is scared of chipmunks. And Lois just kind of looked at me and said, what? I said, chipmunks. I said, they scare Lois. She doesn't quite understand how a chipmunk operates because they're small and they run fast. And they got chubby little cheeks. They do. Did you ever get a chipmunk stuck in your garage? I, I got to tell you. I had a chipmunk in my garage, and those suckers are impossible to get out of your garage. They really are. Oh, they are. They're, they're like three lightning. They and they run out. They run sideways on the wall. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Yeah, they'll they'll run on the wall, and I'm like, you get the hell. Get and what the amazing thing is, so I had the garage door open, and the damn thing's running around, and the thing I think ran on air, so it could come around the other wall and just keep running. 
they are. You cannot chase them little guys with a broom. No, they're they're not like Ben and Jerry. Is it is it Ben and Jerry? Were those the Chipmunks? No, Chip and Dale. Chip and Chip. No, Chip and Dale's the um, Chip and Dale's the exotic dancers. Yes, they are the male dancers, and yes, they have the same name. Oh, okay. The two Disney characters are Chip and Dale. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was wondering because I was wondering where your mind is when you said Chippendale, and I was thinking no. <laughs> those are no. guys in speedos. No. Oh, okay. Um, you see, Brian says he's younger. How much younger are you than us, Brian? Uh, we're we're not talking mentally because you you can't be younger than us mentally. We're talking physically no, no, because. I, I, I have a theory, okay, why we're not getting through to Michael. Why? Okay, I, he probably read the caption on the bottom of the chat line that says, appearing on this show could be detrimental uh, to you. <laughs> this is true. See, and Brian said, see, and Brian said, Alvin, Simon, and Theodore, the chipmunks. See, why didn't you think of that? Why did you have to let Brian think of that? Why didn't you think of that? You said you said <laughs> Yeah, but you said right. Chippendales. You you said the okay. dancer. I mean you, you said the yeah, dancer. You're right, Brian. Alvin, Simon, and Theodore. So yeah, they are the singing chipmunks. But I was on the Disney track. No, you no, no, you you said Chippendale. Like the dancer. Chip and Dale. No, you said Chippendale. <laughs> Are you sure? No. I am, yes, I can categorically deny the fact okay. that. No. No. Now, if I went to Chip and Dolls, that would be different. What? I never heard of Chip and Dolls. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going <laughs> into my own private fantasy. I'm sorry. Pardon me. See, now Brian's in his 40s, so he's a lot younger than us. So he's got to be. Brian. He's got, he's got to be like 20 years younger than us. Like, goodness. 40? That would put you like, oh, God, born in the 80s, kind of the long hair band, the big hair bands. Yeah, he was, do you realize that when he graduated high school, you were already, a, you were already had kids, probably, his kids, your kids are probably his age. See, so you could you could be Brian's dad. Oh God, Brian, I could. So could you? <laughs> Not me. I remember physically, I'm that age. Mentally, I never went past about ten. So, oh, but I forgot. Oh, you have a dog. <laughs> you could be, but you could be his dad. I say, give him I, some. You know what? Give him some fatherly I, advice. I could be. Get, I could be. Give him some fatherly advice. Really, talk talk to him like a dad. Give him some fatherly advice. All right, Brian. Fatherly advice. Okay. <laughs> Brian, the hell are you listening to this? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. We're listening to it because we have to. <laughs> um, but that's okay. Um, 
you know what we're gonna do? I'm, I'm actually, gonna, I'm, I'm hoping we the next one that comes on that we're actually gonna have. Um, that they're actually gonna have somebody live on this show. <laughs> I don't know. There's definitely nobody here. <laughs> live, that is. Ryan's the only one who's alive. Uh, I think so. Ryan's he's probably recorded. He's probably making. You know, I made spaghetti tonight. I made spaghetti. I see all them all them days with Paula Dean finally paid off. It did. It did. So I, I had spaghetti tonight. And let me let me see. Hang on. I got I gotta look for <laughs> I gotta look for the phone number for tonight. Um uh, let's see. Okay. Okay, hang on. What you keep talking? I'm, I'm gonna dial the number. Are you dialing Michael again? Did you die? Where'd you go? Well, so so far we're batting. Um, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're we're doing great. We we really are. We're doing great. Um, oh God, Brian, call friends quick. <laughs> yeah, Brian, really. Um, let let's see if we can. Um, Hello. Hi. Hey, how are you? Good, good. Phil, Black Dog, how are you? I'm good. You're doing well. I'm doing good. We we thought that you were going to hang up on that you weren't going to be here. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I didn't get the first one. Um, so I'm here with my brother, and my phone is almost dead. So would you mind calling his phone number? We can do it off his phone. That's fine. All I need is your phone number. Okay, what's your phone number? You ready for it? I I'm ready for it. Yeah, don't block one six. Wait, wait, wait! Don't you know? <laughs> hang on. Let me take you out of speaker. Um. Okay. All right. <laughs> what is it? I took you off speaker. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. Welcome to the chat room. Okay. Phil's busy getting a private number at this moment. Trying not to giggle or laugh. Okay. Um, I'm going to call you right back. <laughs> I, mean, I normally I read the number back, but I, I figure that it probably wouldn't do me a whole lot. Of, they probably wouldn't appreciate me. Well, there's only two people listening, so yeah. <laughs> yeah hi, Greg. How are you? Um, Greg's probably wondering what the hell are we, am I doing here? Oh, Hi, <laughs> how are you? You, you just say here. I'm going to get to the vehicle where I can put it on speaker for Alec and I both. Okay. Uh, so it's raining in Kansas City. <laughs> so you have got me, Black Dog, and besides Black Dog, you've also yep. got Scotty. Sorry, guys. One more time. 
Well, besides me, you've also got my lovely and talented co-host, Scotty. He shaved for the occasion. He really did, so. Yeah, I'm ready to rock and roll. Absolutely. So what's going on? I haven't talked to you in a while. Yeah, no, just been uh, trying to continue doing our music stuff on the weekends and getting our feet under us as far as being young and trying to make something of ourselves, you know? Well, for everybody out there who's not familiar, we are talking with the Baker Brothers. Yeah. Yes. See, I, I knew that. I knew that. But I wanted everybody out there to know who we were talking to so they were so they would know who we were talking to. So what's going on? Where are you guys so now where are you guys located at? Kansas City. Kansas City. Is that Kansas City, Kansas or Kansas City, Missouri? Because there's two Kansas Cities. Right, yes, unfortunately, but we're in the good side, the Missouri side. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. See, you know, you know, Scotty doesn't live far from you. Scotty's in Colorado. No, I'm just a hop, skip, and a jump away. That's yeah, it's a hop, skip, and a jump right there. And hey, we want to welcome Greg into the chat room. Hi, Greg. How the heck are you? Yeah, see, look, we've got every time zone covered now. We've got me in wow. Eastern, you're in Central, Scotty's in <clears throat> Mountain, and Greg is in Pacific. You know, Scotty's one of the only 10 people that live in Mountain Time because nobody wanted Colorado. Yeah. You are, you are, but that that's why you're Colorado. So... What's been going on, and so are you guys performing now? I mean, not right this minute, but. Yep, um, we've been playing in the local Kansas City area. Okay. Well, you guys took a hiatus for a while, didn't you? Yeah, we've had a lot of of different family things going on that have been uh, affecting our ability to play music and ability to to keep our heads focused on that but hopefully you know with covid finally coming down to an end and everything like that we're going to be getting a lot more shows and we finally were able to put out some of our new music and we're we're pretty excited about it well see i wouldn't know about your new music because somebody never sent it to me that's a hint that's a that's a hint um, I was still. I was like, drop those subtle hits. Yeah. <laughs> so you have it now, though, right? Uh, no, I've got one song of yours. I Is don't it know. One more time or trouble? Uh, trouble. Okay, we can email that one to you right now. Okay, which are, which is your latest one that you've got out? One more time. Oh, okay, you've got my email address. Um, yeah, just give me one second. I'm going to set this on speakers. That way okay. I can get it emailed to you. Okay. See, isn't this great? Isn't this great, Scotty, the wonders of modern technology? You know, in the old days, they would have to drive over and bring us a 45 of this. Yeah. Of course, in the old days, we would be in Kansas City, Missouri, because, you know, the radio station would only cover for that area, which means you would have to move to... Well, you would you would have to move to Kansas City if you were if this was the old days. You wouldn't be able to be in Colorado, right? Yeah, that's, 
<laughs> of course, I wouldn't have. To, I wouldn't be able to be in Georgia that's either. Thank God for, for modern technology. That, that's right. Well, see, Scotty and I know each other. We met each other. Uh, we've known each other for I don't know twenty five years, and Scotty still rues the day that we met. Um, but I keep telling you, as long as the checks clear, I'm your friend. <clears throat> you know what? I, I send them out a check on the first of the month to be my friend. And if by the tenth of the month he doesn't get the check, he's not my friend until he gets the check. So yeah. I can call him up, and it'll just go to voicemail. And if I call him the next day, he'll say, "Hey, how you doing? Got the check today. Just want to make sure everything's okay. And when I deposit it, it's not going to bounce. Because if it bounces, then he won't be my friend." <laughs> Obviously, it bounced on the microwave. I don't know. I, I don't know. God. So uh, tell us about what's going on. So you took you took a hiatus, which I think a lot of people did because of what was going on with the whole COVID thing. And so now things are opening up and you, you're doing music again and you're outperforming. So are you performing in the Kansas City area or are you branching out, going anywhere else? Um, Actually, we had... Um... So our farthest show west, we had that a couple weeks ago, and that was in Abilene, Kansas. And so we had a ginormous RV, and we hooked the trailer up to it, and we had a, a nice drive out that way. And that nice. was a really cool show. So, um, But, yeah, we've been playing mostly in the Kansas City area, but, you know, occasionally we branch out like we're going to Abilene, and we've got some other shows in Kansas. So cool. um, we're excited about that. So you've got the new song out. I'm still waiting for it to show up. But is it's that, it's almost okay. done. Okay, he he's using. <laughs> he must have the same internet server that you have. Mister Haney came by and said, "Yeah, I got internet. It's Joe's internet service, and you know you could have it. It's got a squirrel inside the box that makes it turn." Well, that you see, Scotty, you know he he's got in. He's got a cell phone. The guy was selling it from the side of a from the side of a truck. I mean, he had watermelon on one side and cell phones on the other. And I told him, I said, you know, I might have given it away because it didn't. It, they didn't spell phone p h o n e. It was just f o n e. And <laughs> but he bought it because it was cheap. I think it was like fifteen dollars in phone service. Well, it's like seven ninety nine a month. <laughs> okay. So it's said it sent. So okay. Well, well, we'll give we'll give it a few minutes. I've, um, um, are you are, when you go out and tour? Are you finding that the audiences are just as enthusiastic, or even more so, uh, about your music when you play live? Oh yeah, one hundred percent more so. I think everybody's just happy to be back out there again. You know, for so long there was no live music, and everybody was pretty much stuck watching Netflix and ordering DoorDash to get food delivered to their house. And you know, I think the fact that they can be out there with their friends and you know out there drinking and listen to hopefully what they think is a good band, <laughs> I think they're pretty enthusiastic about it. Well, let me ask you on the band: it's you and your brother, and who else is in the band? Um, so right now we have a bass player, and his name is Shannon Bohannon, and we have a drummer, and his name is Jeff Russell. And then, so it's me and Logan, and then those two guys. Shannon Bohannon. Yes. Is, is, is that a guy or is that a girl? It is a guy. 
and I promise it's not a fake name. It's just got a nice ring to it. Are, are you serious? That's that's his real name, Shannon Bohannon. Shannon Bohannon. I can email you a picture. If you no, no, no. I I believe you. Were <laughs> did, did his parents were, were his parents trying to you know see how fast he could get beaten up when he was growing up because you know Shannon <laughs> Bohannon. It's like you know when I when I was growing up, my my dad told me that. Um, they were originally going to name me Lance, and I said, "Oh, that would be great, Lance Kranz." Yeah, okay, that that would be good because I wouldn't get beaten up from that. No, no. Um, but Shannon Bohannon. Yeah, it's got a nice ring for sure. It does. It kind of flows off the tongue. It it kind of flows off the tongue. Uh, it's very professional sounding, though. It is. It is. It is. It is. It does. It does. That is true. Yeah. Um, so, oh, look. See, modern technology. I got your new song. It came into my spam. I've always wondered why they call it spam, though, because, you know, have, have you ever had spam? No, I'm, I'm going off track right now wondering about spam. Um, but, well, I mean, maybe it just knows I'm trying to sell something. So. Well, that, that could be, too. Um, <laughs> and so... <laughs> well, you know, listening to this show is like watching a tennis match. If you take it, if you don't pay attention for a minute, you come back and you wonder where in the hell you are and what are you doing. So, um, Why is, my ear? what? What about your ear? No, why am I here? Oh, I thought you were wondering. I thought you were about to say you had a piece of corn stuck in your no, ear. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was wondering why would you stick corn in your ear? Uh, but. I <laughs> He's trying when I was to eat. a kid, I got a piece of corn stuck up my nose. How the hell do you put a piece of corn up your nose? I was a kid. And you know those little microwavable banquet meals? Yeah. Well, I was messing with the corn, and my mom had told me, she was like, don't put that in your nose. And so she walked around <laughs> the corner, and I shoved it up my nose. And uh, it got stuck. I couldn't oh. blow it out. And so my dad went to go get tweezers, and I ran out the back door before he could make it back around the corner. And I was riding my bike out on the sidewalk, and it fell down, and I swallowed it. Oh, God. <laughs> that, that's a, that's a great story. story. Can, let me ask you, when you go out on a date with a girl, do you is that one of the things that you tell her when you're on a date? Hey, you, you want to hear about the time I swallowed a piece of, uh, I swallowed a pee that was up my nose? A oh. couple hour old corn. Yeah. That's yeah. his favorite party trick. Yeah. I can do it for you now if you want a video chat. <laughs> no. Uh, no <laughs> would Scotty would do it. Uh, Greg I says. I, I'm still trying to get past blowing smoke through my nose. but <laughs> I've, I've done that. I've done that. I, yeah. I think every kid has experienced that at least once. Yeah. I, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, well, I, I did that just last night. But. Now, look at There's nothing scarier than getting something lodged in your body. Oh, I, I know. I know. Um, Greg agrees. It's a perfect name for a bass player. It is. Absolutely great. It is. Um, you know, now what you need is a drummer named Boney Maroney or, you know, um, so, something that rhymes. Torn corn. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, so there's four people in the band. Yes, and sir. So how, when, how long ago did you guys start playing again? Well, we started playing again um, after all of our, all of the uh, restrictions on the bars and everything lifted up about 
April, maybe. All right. But we were trying to do our best to keep busy. Like, uh, you know, during the full swing of COVID, a lot of restaurants and bars were still doing um, like a drive-up window. Like you could order through the window and they right. leave it out to your carry-out. Right. So we did a uh, – one of our favorite places to play is this bar called the Fishing Dock. And it's been probably one of the the best places we've ever played. I mean, every time we play there, we pack it out. To the, they always have to open up the back bar. They have two bars running and – you know, they can't keep up with – they've had to run and buy beer before before the night was over um, because we, we, we can draw a crowd from that area down there. And so it's in Archie, which is 20 minutes south of where we live in Harrisonville, which is 20 minutes again south of Kansas City. Okay. Um, so anyway, we were doing our best with that place because we set up an online benefit. We did like a virtual concert. And we had a PayPal set up and people could donate and all the money went to the servers and the waitresses and bartenders because, you know, they can't get tips when they're handing food through a window. Exactly. So we did that for them and raised a good chunk of money for them to help their families and everything like that. And that was about the only time we really played during COVID. Yeah, but you know uh, what? That, that's very cool, though, doing that. I mean, that, that was a nice gesture to help the to help the people working there because you're right. I mean, they, they were getting killed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, no, I I applaud you for that. I really do. I th- I think that's a great thing. Yeah, I think the one, if anything, I think there's two positives that came out of this whole COVID thing. And the first is it put the indie artists on the same playing field as the major artists because the major artists they weren't able to go out and perform anywhere either. And so they were starving just like the indie artists. The only difference is, you know, the major artists were all of a sudden eating ramen noodles and the indie artists were like, what are you talking about? We eat that every night. What, what? Is, is there a problem? <laughs> you know, you know, but I think the other thing is that it's made people not take live music for granted anymore because, you know, before the pandemic, if your favorite artists were coming to town, like with Scotty, Scotty, their favorite artist would come and Scotty would say, well, you know, I'd really like to go, but I have to organize my underwear drawer. And so he would say, but next time they come around. But now if somebody comes to town, um, you don't know if they'll be in next time. Right, exactly. And so I think that it's definitely made people pay attention to live music. So when you're performing now, um, are the crowds back? I mean, are they as big as they were prior to the pandemic? Oh, I think they're just about the same, if not any better, because of just everybody's been cooped up and we, you know, nobody's been playing. So they're all taking advantage of getting to actually go out and enjoy the bands, enjoy just being away from their homes or no, I, I think that's great. So now, you know what? We're going to play your latest single right now, and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about that song. And you are tuned in to the two dorks. That's me, Black Dog, and Scotty. And we are talking with the Baker Brothers, and this is their latest single. One more time. Give it a listen. We'll be right back.
garden wind Hanging out by the fire with your friends Couldn't believe that you noticed me Didn't want the night to end Cause you were so damn beautiful Too good for me So even now that you hear me out There's just the one thing that I need So lean in here and kiss me And I'll be gone for the night I just need to feel your heartbeat When you pull me in real tight And you already did it When I pulled into your drive But baby, if I had to leave you Could you do it one more time? Turns for the bad and sometimes worse. But loving you just ain't something that this old heart can reverse. And I know that you still love me every time it's meeting mine. I know it's a lot to ask, but could you please just take your time when you lean in here and kiss me? I'll be gone for the night I just need to feel your heartbeat When you pull me in real tight And you already did it When I pulled into your drive But baby, if I had to leave you Could you do one more time? But there's one thing left Before you can lay down your head So lean in here and kiss me And I'll be gone for the night I just need to feel your heartbeat When you pull me in real tight And you already did it When I pulled into your drive But baby, if I had to leave you Could you do one more time? One more time One more
And that was the Baker Brothers one more time. And I like that song. So that's your latest single. And Correct. how many songs do you, how many songs total do you have out there right now? Um, out right now, um, available on all the platforms. We only have Trouble and One More Time. Trouble was our first single that was now um, okay. pre-COVID. It was about two years ago. And um, One More Time, we just released on October 17th. Right. And uh, we've got several more that we're going to be releasing as kind of, you know, several singles. And then we're going to compile it all into an album when we're done. And we've got one called Jesus and Jack that we're anxious to release. So um, different things like that. But as far as available to the public right now, we just have one more time in trouble. Well, that is fantastic, though. And so it's, it's been keeping you busy performing. And um, your next song, Jesus and Jack which I, I like the title of that. I mean, that's that piqued my curiosity right there. And when <laughs> when do you think that's going to be released? Um, I'm not sure. Probably in the next couple months, you know, two months or something like that. I mean, okay. if you want to, I could, you know, you could play it eventually if you wanted to. You can give it to them and let them hear it. Yeah. Well, that, definitely. When you when you get it released, if you send me if you send it to me, I'll definitely play it. Heck yeah, we will. So what? That would be an awesome premiere on on uh, Tuesday night's uh, top twenty countdown. Yes, yes. Heck, heck yeah! It's a very very cool song. It was actually written by Mark Chestnut's fiddle player. Really and. From what I understand, another couple members of his band and him wrote that on a on a bus. Is from what I understand, and it's a really cool song because uh, the first line is "Daddy drank straight from the bottle, and Mama read straight from the gospel, and that made me what I am, washed in whiskey and the blood of the lamb." <laughs> there um, you go. So it, it talks about you know how he got you know you get this religious side, you know, this God fearing side of you that most of us have from from your mom, you know she's caring and everything like that, and your dad, you know, in this situation, he you know. He t turns to the whiskey for strength, and you know. So that's talking about how that mixture made you who you are. You know, um, it's a very unique and has some funny moments in it. So we're really excited about that one. I'm I'm excited to hear that. And so let's talk about one more time. Okay. So now is that a song that you guys wrote? Yes. So um, basically, it's the same thing with trouble. Um, I sit down and I write the words and come up with the melody for, for the words and everything like that. And then, you know, once it's complete, as far as my portion, Logan gets it and he writes, you know, he makes it sellable and um, puts all the fancy stuff on it. And then we get with the guys and they all chip in and we, you know, put it all on a record, and you know, drums, bass, Logan on trouble. Fun fact, um, the only we didn't have our band at the time that we released trouble. Um, and so Logan played every single track on that song, really? except with rhythm guitar and the vocals. He did the drums, he did the bass, he did the harmony, he did the rhythm guitar. The Well, I, I did the first rhythm guitar, but he did a rhythm guitar track. He did the lead track. Um, but this one, we have our band, so we were a lot more fortunate with One More Time. And um, yeah, so again, I just, I write the words and, you know, compile what I want to be part of the story. And then Logan makes it to where it can be a song. So oh, it's an awesome <clears throat> awesome camaraderie when you get to uh get to the studio and you're all writing your own parts when you finally have your full band and everybody you have you know four different minds from all different ideas coming together and then you finally hear the final product and it's a lot bigger than you are or what you ever could have thought as a single person that you could have ever came up with 
And well, that's ask. the thing, too, I, I really enjoy about it. It's, you know, like what Logan said, four different minds. You know, Jeff and Shannon, um, Logan's 24, mm-hmm. and I am 20. And Jeff is, I think, in his 50s, and Shannon is also in his 50s. Okay. Um, so Jeff comes from his teacher. Um, I don't know if you guys know who Jim Riley is. He drums for Rascal Flats. He's okay. been their drummer for, for 20 years. Um, that's who Jeff was taught drums by. He knows Jim Riley personally. And uh, Shannon, I believe it was Shelly Wright, wasn't it? He played with Shelly Wright for a little while. Um, so he's got, you know, a lot more country and Jeff's got, you know, country and rock and Shannon both. They, I mean, they both have rock and country and Logan can play the heck out of a guitar. So, you know, I get in there, you know, my country soul gets in there with my, my idea of my pretty little song and they come out with a rock country song that, you know, I'm loving jamming to in the car. So, I think that's great though. I mean, you know, so you're 20 and your brother is 24. Yes. And I I think it's great what you're doing. And how hard was it for you, though? Because, you know, you're doing more traditional country. And, you know, most people your age, they're really not into so much traditional. So how hard was it for you to stay into, you know, traditional and not go into the pop country that's out there? Well, so, you know, not to diss on any of the major artists, but, you know, I'm not a snap track guy. Um that's you know that kind of style that's not really who i am and so one of the things we get complimented about all the time when people listen to our music is that you know the idea of older country style it tells a story right it's a story you can follow along it's got a beginning it's got a middle and it's got an end you know it's not just a catchy melody that you can listen to in your in your car and just you know jam out to it with your buds it's it's something that means something to me and means something to all sorts of people and uh you know, it's like, it, it's just like that as far as I combine my old lyric taste with Logan, Jeff, and Shannon's country and rock style, and we get something that's upbeat and, you know, catchy enough melodically that people are like, oh, yeah, this keeps up with, you know, what I'm listening to. I love this song, but it also gets me to be able to express, you know, my older taste and lyrics, um, you know, as far as telling a story, an explicit story, you know, so. No, I, I think that's great. I, I applaud you for that. I really like that song. I, I like your first song that you did also, I, I Trouble. So, I, you know, listen, you guys, keep, you guys keep doing what you're doing. And you got plan. so you're planning on going out to Abilene. You're going to be performing out there. And any plans to branch farther out to go anywhere, you know, out more into the Midwest or down south or... Oh yeah, so we've been um, we've got several contacts um, to play down at the lake of the Ozarks area and everything okay. like that a little further south, and we've got family that's down in the Rolla area, which is way down south of Missouri, and uh, so we're going to go down south a little more as time goes on, and you know we've got a show. I think Abilene was is the farthest show we've got scheduled west, and the farthest we played east was um, a town called Canton, Missouri. And that's right on the Mississippi River that borders, you know, it's right there by Missouri and Illinois. And uh, so that's as far east as we've gone this far for music. But that was a cool gig because it was a whole theater. We had dressing rooms and, you know, it was it was the first big boy show that we got to play as far as having an actual theater with people there just to listen to music, not just to get drunk and play pool. Well, see that, you know, um so that had to have been great for you because the people that were going, they were going there just to hear music. They weren't going there to get drunk. And 
Well, let me ask you, if people want to know more about you, if they want to know about you, your music, your career, um, you and your brother, and they want to know where you're going to be at, what are the best ways for people to follow you? Um, so if you go on Facebook and you type in at Baker Brothers 2019, um, that's our page. You'll see um, my face and my brother's slightly more handsome face um, with this beautiful 1960s red pickup. I think it was. It was a Ford pickup F100, nice. I believe. Um, you'll see that. And then you click on events and you can figure out where we're going to play, when we're going to be there. Um, we usually show up two hours before, um, but if we're setting up, <laughs> leave us alone. No, I'm joking. Um, but no, for real though. Yeah. If you guys want to come out and anybody wants to get in touch, you can shoot us a message. We always respond. Um, we always respond. So we love Facebook messages that we get since we released one more time. We've been getting a lot of them from, from different people. Some people that are, you know, religious followers of the band and other people that we've never even met before or heard of. So, um, we always respond and we're anxious to be able to play for whoever we can. So if you follow us on Facebook, we'd really appreciate it. Well, you know, the great thing about music is music will always be there. So even if you take a little bit of time off from music and you get back in, the music is still there. Yeah, and that was one of the biggest crazy things for me. Like after we released Trouble, um, you know, we kind of, again, we were having this hiatus for a while. Right. And uh, so, you know, once that newness of that, oh, my gosh, our first single and everything wore off, and, you know, it, I didn't think about Trouble every day that I woke up, um, we played a show that I think it was a it was a volunteer gig. We played to benefit a firefighter in the area who had passed away. And um, we were playing for that to raise money for his family cool. that he'd left behind. And someone came up to the front row while we were playing Trouble and sang every single word of that song. Wow. And I went up to them and I was like, hey, that's crazy. I saw you singing every single word. I really appreciate it. And she looked at me and she goes, I've been waiting for, you know, two months now to come out and see you guys and hear that song live. She's like, that's my favorite song. That's the first song I play when I get in the car. And, you know, I was sitting there thinking about me. And when I get in the car, I play, you know, Rascal Flats. I play Garth Brooks. I play, you know, Oak Ridge Boys, you know, and she's playing us. You know, that was, that was a big thing, like what you said, you know, the thought that it's still out there and people are still listening to it. See, when you get in the music that you play, you, you said you play when you get in when, when Scotty gets in his car. When Scotty gets in his car, he plays the soundtrack for Annie. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, he, it's a hard enough life. He does. <laughs> he, he sings The Sun Will Come Out. No, I'm not the only one. Okay? I'm not the only one, Phil. <laughs> ask, ask him to sing Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. He, he does a great hey, job no, on no, that. No, no, I, I gave him Let's hear it. Come on, Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that if you would sing Chitty Chitty Bang Bang for me. Here you go, Scotty. Now's your time. Pretend like you're on America. You know, America's got talent. I call being yeah. Simon Cowell, but I'll be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have the record for the quickest buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> this could be your moment right now on Phil's show. You could be, you'd be singing Chitty Chitty Bang Bang one night, eating ramen noodles on your couch. Next night, you could be singing in the Opry. See, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> it, <laughs> nobody said it'd be the grand old Opry. Nope. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, Scotty, nobody said it'd be the grand old Opry and me, you know, some Opry in some little town that nobody ever heard of. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you get discovered, I'll pay for your bus ticket and come down to the Alec Baker opera. See, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, no, I I really do think it's great though that you guys are back on tour and that you're doing music again and that things are going out well for you. So you know, one thing about you know you're, you're 20 years old, okay. Um, you have the chance to go out touring and everything else. Now, how young were you when you started playing and finding the interest to perform? Well, um, we've been playing our whole lives. Um, Logan, first time he picked up an electric guitar was when he was eight. And um, he, he, I remember very, very, very clearly, we would go into Logan's room at night, and our dad knew four chords on the guitar, and he taught Logan those four chords, and they would play all, you know, like, um, Will the Circle Be Unbroken, you know, The Auctioneer, John Denver, you know, they, they would sit there, and I would sing with them, and Logan was eight, so I would have been like five, four, five, I think, and I can still remember that, and ever since then, we were playing, and our dad goes, he came down one day, because we had this pretty cool setup in the basement for karaoke, and uh, he was like, you know, I think you guys could get a show together and go play, and so we sat down and wrote down every single song we knew on a list, and got a gig at our local bar, just us duo, and uh, that was, I was, no, I was six, because it was been not at 17 years old um so i was getting off school at 3 30 i would go work for a little while after school and then on fridays i would get off school go to work and then bring a change of clothes and meet logan and the rest of the guys or at first it was just logan i meet logan with the band stuff at a bar and play on friday night so i was 17 years old as a junior in high school playing in bars walking on tabletops every weekend oh man that's awesome that is fantastic you know do you recall, like, the first time getting up on stage and, and just, like, wow, this is what I want to do? Yeah, so actually, um, I mean, my first big this is what I want to do forever uh, moment was when Garth came back to Kansas City for okay. the first time. Um, I remember I was so moved by that. I Literally, when he was done, I literally cried. I had tears come out of my eyes because uh, I was – just so in love with it. And I, that moment there, I was like, I, I don't care if I make a million bucks. I don't care if I just do it on weekends. I don't care if I'm recording songs in my basement that nobody listens to. I'm going to do this for the rest of my life and get some people are going to enjoy it. And, um, but the first time I ever got that goosebump feeling was in a high school musical. We were doing Shrek the musical. Have you ever seen that? Uh, We haven't seen the movie. I've never seen the musical. Well, there's a musical and it was on. I was Shrek. Wow. Oh, way cool. Yeah, and so do you, so you said you've seen it, Scotty? Yeah. So do you know the song, Who yeah. I'd Be, where he's like, I guess I'd be a hero? That one? Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's a three-part harmony to that. And I remember the big moment when, you know, Shrek goes, his part goes, all alone, and it joins Fiona and Donkeys, and it's just a goosebump-level harmony. And I was standing there, front center of the stage, spotlight on my face, packed house, and we hit that harmony so beautifully. Everybody stood up when we were done, and it was it was that moment right there was probably my first performing moment that I was just like, I have to figure out a way to do this forever. <laughs> See, Scotty got... It's really something when it hits you, all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. And oh, yeah. There's, there's no turning back. 
it's it's like a drug. Once that addiction makes its way into your system, you're hooked and you yep. can't get rid of it. Well, it's it's a passion. It's a passion. Yeah. You know, Scotty like was way to it. Scotty was turned on to music from listening to Tiny Tim. Gas lanterns, yeah, you know, they guy. didn't have electricity back in the day. Yeah, we didn't have that electricity back then. Um, I was in a musical, uh, I was a sophomore in high school, and we did You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. Are you serious? And you were Charlie Brown, or were you Snoopy? No, Which one? I was Snoopy. <laughs> well, you, you got the big floppy ears, so it works out well. And the big nose, so that that yeah, helps. They kept telling me, "You got to go out. You got to go out. Try for musical. You got to go and do this." And I thought, "Okay, fine, I'll do it." Um, and the part that I considered was, without reading the script, was Lucy. Was all right. I'll try out for Snoopy. What does what does the dog do? <laughs> well, it, it turns out there's opening dialogue in the first act. You open the second act, and you sing the grand finale. <laughs> and when I asked, it was too late to realize what I had gotten myself into, and I got the part, and I was a sophomore in high school, and that that's when the book bit me, all right? I'm, I was just enamored with, you know, being on stage. See, in me, I'm, I'm just the total opposite. You know, I met Scotty because we were up in Chicago. We both did mobile DJs. DJing and um, Scotty did mobile DJing and he did a lot of car shows and I ran car shows and I did my own DJing over there but I never like talking in front of people I don't like crowds I, I don't like talking in front of people and Scotty can attest because he would come to my car shows and he'd be like I hear his voice where is he and I'd be inside my trailer talking yeah Phil is broadcasting from inside of his trailer <laughs> it's a good thing I had a good microphone I wasn't in the corner. I was up in the front of the trailer. It's not like I was cowering in the back. So I would just take the microphone and I'd just throw it to him and say, here, you talk. So, yeah, I mean, I no, I, I don't like talking in front of crowds. I really don't. And... No, I, I never had any desire to try out for a play or a musical or any of that stuff. Uh, no, no. That's why I give you all the props. I really do, because you can get up in front of people and you could sing. Um, I would get up there and I would just stand there with my mouth open and drool. <laughs> I do that all the time anyway, but... Um, Nobody can see you. Well, th this is yeah, true. Yeah, I... I've got video of that, so yeah, believe me, get on my Facebook page, you'll see Phil drooling. <laughs> you know, the funniest, funniest story. I, I hold that over his head for ransom. He, he does, really, he does. No, funny, funniest story. A few years back, I was presenting an award at one of the award shows, 
And they told me, I knew things were going to go bad because they spelled my name wrong. And I said, you spelled my name wrong. And they said, does it really matter? And I said, no, I guess not. Um, and they told me, when you're ready to get up and present, this song will be playing. That will be your cue to go up and to present the next category. Well, all of a sudden they came up and said, you're, you're supposed to be up there. And I said, I didn't hear my song. And they said, oh, we forgot to tell you, <laughs> we don't, we're not doing a song. Just go up there. So I kept thinking this is getting better and better. So the person before me tripped over the planter by the podium. And I, all I kept thinking while well, every eye was on me while I was walking up there because there was no music. It was just everybody was watching me thinking, what a knob. And all I kept thinking running through my head was don't trip over the planter. So I, I was proud of myself. I didn't trip over the planter. But the podium had wheels, and the wheels were not locked. I know that because I grabbed hold of the podium, and it started rolling towards the edge of the stage. And all I kept thinking was, oh, my God, I'm going to kill the people in the front row when the podium falls off the stage and kills them. Uh, but luckily it didn't do that. I was holding onto the podium for dear life. And everybody had told me, just envision. I'm jealous of Yeah, Greg wouldn't have been here today had I um, had I not held on to the podium. But everybody told me, you know, picture the people in their picture the people in the audience in their underwear. And I said, have you seen the people in the audience? And they said, well, then focus on somebody in focus on somebody. And I still feel so bad for the one person who I stared at the who I stared at the entire time. So yeah, um, yeah. You and your you and your Marty Feldman eyes, <laughs> and you know the Jackie Gleason, the chef of the future. You know, so that that's about. If you ever want, if you ever want to see what I'm like in front of a crowd, just go on to YouTube and look at Jackie Gleason, chef of the future. That's me. Just not saying anymore, but that's that's me. <laughs> See, now they're going to go on YouTube. That. Definitely looking it up. See, now they're now they're going to do that, and they're going to say, "Wow!" Um, so, but no, we. I think. Uh, see, Greg had to take a phone call, so he missed everything that I just said. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he he had to take a phone call. It was a pizza place down the street, just calling to confirm his order. <laughs> um, but it was great having you guys on tonight and we wish you nothing but the best of success we really do we appreciate it thank you very much it was a pleasure to, a pleasure to get on here everything coming your way I think it's going to be fantastic the songs are, they are great um, you know if you, if you ever decide to really come west and visit us 10 people out here in Colorado <laughs> And if you go out there, it's it's Scotty and six of his relatives, and then there's three other people. There's the guy who pretends like he's Mr. Haney. He runs the phone company, the F-O-N-E phone company. And um, yeah, then there's two other people. There's Mr. Drucker, who owns the General Star. And then um, 
Is it Uncle Joe who runs the Shady Russ Hotel, which is right by your house? Oh, my gosh. You've been watching ETV again, haven't you? <laughs> well, I was just figuring when I think of Colorado, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. And the Cannonball Express from your house over to, the, you know, over to Sam Drucker's store. Hey, it, goes, it goes all the way to Greeley. Come on, not really. Seriously, give it a credit. But anyway, it was great having you on. See, you, you got to tune in tonight. You got to be on here. You got to laugh and have some fun. And <laughs> wonder what in the hell are you doing on here tonight. And if anything yeah, can don't, take don't, your... Don't pay any attention to the caption at the bottom of the feed here that says, being on this show could be detrimental to your career. <laughs> yeah, no lie. Um, but it was great having you on. And do please, when you come out with the new song, send me out a copy of it because we will definitely play it. Definitely, 100% will do that. Thank you, guys. It's been a pleasure for sure. And you have been tuned in to the two dorks. It's me, Black Dog, and Scotty. We've been talking with the Baker Brothers. And we want to thank Greg and... <laughs> Brian for being in the chat room tonight. And anybody who's listening not in the chat room, um, we appreciate it. It means a lot to us. It really does. And, and don't worry, we'll be staying anonymous. We won't give out last names, trust me. We we don't want any we don't want to dox anybody. Um and, hey, don't forget Friday morning, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time, Black Star Radio Show. That's when me, Black Dog, and Trish from Starfire Country Music, we get together and give you the greatest two hours in indie country music out there. And, Scotty, I'm going to give you the final word. Oh, well, thank you, Bill. Hey, it's been a pleasure. Uh, Baker Bros, thank you so very much for coming on. And, uh, you know, the best of luck to you guys. And we're gonna thank you so much. And we're gonna close this out with the Baker Brothers Trouble. So until Friday, be good, be safe, God bless, have a great day, and we'll be talking to you soon. And Bye. don't remember anything from this show because it has been recorded. That, that's, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Don't think you know all the things you do to me Baby, when we talk, I can barely breathe And now I know we're just friends Who hang out on the weekend And that ain't good enough for me And sometimes, girl, I think That if I ask you one more time Somewhere there's a small chance That you could change your mind And love me too The way I love you Cause you're worth the trouble And you sure are worth the time All those years we were just friends But I wanted to call you mine And I'm finally starting to see How some things aren't meant to be And that ain't okay I love you every day
that you're worth the trouble. Maybe I can't count the times I gave up on you, and my heart still breaks every time I do. So I'm out here under the midnight stars, praying that somewhere in your heart there's room for me and you. And some nights, girl, when I think that I'm doing fine. But then my world comes crashing down Cause I looked into your eyes And then I knew That you're worth the trouble And you sure aren't worth the time All those years we were just friends But I wanted to call you mine And I'm finally starting to see How some things aren't meant to be And that ain't okay I love you every day That you're worth the trouble Yeah, you're worth the trouble That it's time for you to hear That you're worth the trouble And you sure are worth the time All those years we were just friends And I still want to call you mine And I'm finally starting to see How some things aren't meant to be And that ain't okay Cause I love you every day That you're worth the trouble yeah, you're worth the trouble Yeah, you're worth the trouble With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.